Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MMA Fight Club. I'm your host, Manuel Galarza. And in this episode here, we're going to discuss uh, some just basic betting techniques uh, that we like to use and, you know, how you can take a small parlay and, and a small wager, like a dollar, right? Take one dollar, put it on a, on a parlay, six, seven legs, something of that nature, and, you know, have a hundred dollar payout, something like that. And so I'm going to just discuss some little things we've done this week. So um, the three sports we're going to use here for this parlay are going to be NBA basketball, Major League Baseball, and then UFC along with Bellator. Okay, so that's three sports, right? So mixed martial arts, Major League Baseball, and basketball. And look, before you cut this show off, you're like, oh, I don't, I don't do basketball. I don't know baseball, right? Just chill for a second here. Follow me on this for a second. I'm going to walk you through like step by step, step exactly how I'm selecting my, my baseball favorites, how I'm selecting my, my, my basketball favorites, right? And I'm not using any kind of rocket science here. I'm just going with strictly the numbers, though I do like basketball and I do follow basketball. I, I watch some games, um, so so I do know a little bit about that sport. I probably watch one baseball game, maybe Oh, not even a week, like a part of a baseball game a week. I'll, I'll be lucky if I catch that, right? And yet I have action on baseball every day. Um, and baseball's pretty good like that because baseball at this time of year, it's like, you know, there's like seven, eight games every single day. Um, I don't touch all those games. So let's just, let's just get into exactly what we did tonight because we have some stuff here that's sort of fresh in the front of our head here. Let's go to the Bellator fights, right? So... In this in this first ticket here, I'm looking at. I did go ahead and and and, and put this this gentleman Leandro Higo, who was a plus two seventy. Okay, I threw him into a parlay uh, along with the Memphis Grizzlies last night. Memphis Grizzlies were plus one twenty eight. Okay, so here you have what I like to call like my anchor, right? The roots of this parlay bet. Okay, these are the, these are the roots. When I say roots, because if you're going to set a parlay bet, and, and this is what I think 99% of people do, so like if just follow me here. Most people who set parlay bets are going to take the minus 200, the minus 300, the minus 400, and they're going to tell you if they're a handicapper, and I'm not, not knocking anybody here, I'm just, just keeping it 100, they're going to say, okay, if you combine that negative 400, negative 300, blah, 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 now you're going to bring, you know, you're going to have even money. Okay, that's true. That's, that's, that's very true. No, no doubt about it, but I'm not doing parlays to get even money. I, I've never, never looked at doing a parlay from that strategy. Now, is it bad to do it in in, the, in a way where you're just trying to get to even money? <clears throat> no, I don't think that's bad. I mean, you, if you have, let's say, two or three outcomes, whatever they are, NASCAR, baseball, whatever your whatever your three legs are, and they're like all like negative three hundred, right, or higher. But you're just like a hundred percent sure that they're gonna win each of the scenarios that you're picking, then okay, you're fine. You know that's not a bad technique. Um, a lot of a lot of successful parlay betters will do just that. I'm gonna actually I should have prefaced this entire episode by saying, you know, shout out to all the professional dudes out there who who knock parlay betting. Um, I remember when I was first coming up in this this game of uh, 
sports gambling in terms of like getting my feet wet. You know, I started out like I think like most people, like just doing little stuff. You know, FanDuel. You know, fantasy. Oh my gosh, it feels like forever ago. So I'm picking like fantasy teams and I'm setting like freaking like a hundred di- different lineups. You know, by at that point I should have known I'm a DGen, right? Uh, I just I I love to gamble with my free time. Especially on sports because I love sports, you know. So it's like if you like sports and you like to watch sports and you like to follow what's going on, um, it's like uh, it's like you're you're investing in a stock, right? If I'm investing in Nike and I kind of like see Nike doing well, I'm like, wow, okay, that's great. I like to buy Nike. I like to wear Nike. I own a share of Nike. Oh wow, you know so. Like you're invested. So when you're wagering on events that are relating to sports, you know, the serious gamblers will tell you, no, you know, don't gamble with your heart. You're just gambling the numbers. But ultimately, if you're a fan, and I'm a fan deep down inside, I get to watch some of these events unfold. You know, I'm going to watch the UFC event, the UFC fights tomorrow. So there's going to be a little more on each fight. It's going to matter a little more because I'm going to have like a little something going on, right? I'm investing in the outcome of each of these fights, right? So, okay, let's get let's get right back into what we're doing here. So, we looked at the, that that card tonight, and I saw he go, and he's plus two seventy. Okay, so I don't know, just maybe a gut. I throw him into a parlay along with the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, if if you're just looking at the Grizzlies game again, don't have to know anything here about this game. It was a pick'em, okay, and so. Just using my general philosophy of leaning towards dogs, okay? At that time in the game, it was live. Memphis was was playing Golden State. Memphis was maybe losing by a point or two, but they were plus 128. So I said, okay, got some value there. Um, Look, I can go into why specifically I like like Memphis more because I – I've watched the last few games, and, you know, Golden State was tired, but it, it's not that. It's just strictly they were plus 128, okay? Do yourself a favor. Don't set parlays and then, like, you know, get scared and be like, oh, I'm going to take the negative 200 guy or the negative 200 scenario or, or like, I, I need all these negatives because or these minuses, these these favorites here or else my parlay. Now, look, watch this. I'm going to explain this to you. It's pretty simple. I took Higo and took uh, Memphis Grizzlies. So that's the anchor here of this t- parlay ticket. That's plus 270 and plus 128. Okay. From there, I went to the UFC card and what I like for tomorrow. And these are guys that I really like a lot. These are the picks that I like that I would just parlay by themselves, right? Now, granted, Higo already won. So that leg is already down plus 270 and Memphis already won plus 128. So that's nice. That's already set from, from yesterday evening. So I'm going with Joshua Kulabau at negative 250. Rob Font, who's at pick him at negative 110. Norma Dumont at plus 150. And uh, I'm going to go ahead there and add in the Clippers. Okay, the Clippers are playing tomorrow slash today. The LA Clippers basketball NBA playoff game. They're hosting that game at home. They are a minus 240 favorite. Um, this is a scenario where I do not believe the dog has a great chance, so I'm on the Clippers here um, hard. So we have a six-leg parlay with two pieces already satisfied, and those two pieces are the 
the, the probably the two most competitive portions, the plus 270 by Higo and the plus 128 by Memphis. Uh, so right now what we have is just four legs left. And our odds right now, this, this, this little ticket here is plus 7908. You heard that correct. This is plus 7908. Okay, so I placed a $1.50 bet here, and it's going to pay out $120.12 to be exact. So just to kind of review that, we took some long shots tonight. We took Memphis plus money. We took Higo plus money. And then we threw it into some things that we really kind of felt confident in. I do feel confident in Dumont tomorrow. I do feel confident in Rob Font. I do like Joshua Kulabo. Um, I do like the Clippers tomorrow at minus, two, minus 240. So, you know, part of my, my challenge in this ticket is already satisfied, you know, with the two-plus legs. So, again, that's a $1.50 bet at plus 7908 now, you know, to pay out 120 Okay. Nice thing about DraftKings, I'll tell you, because some some sports books don't offer it, is you can cash out of these tickets. You know, I know FanDuel offers it. I know some other ones do, but there's some that don't. You know, so some of these tickets here, if I get cold feet, you know, going into tomorrow, maybe I just say, you know, I'll cash out. I'll cash out. You know, and so end up still ahead that way. Um, all right, next ticket that's live and well from yesterday evening that we're looking to go into to today which is saturday um and actually i should probably talk more about that i will typically start setting wagers midweek okay so tuesday uh, more like wednesday wednesday thursday and friday i'm looking at baseball games basketball games that i feel very confident about to then start creating a ticket with some UFC scenarios, right? So the first initial research I'll do on the UFC fights, I'll see, okay, I like these two or three guys a lot. I really think they're going to win. Um, I would parlay them together by themselves. But you know what? Maybe I can get a baseball game in there. Maybe I can get a basketball game in there. And I can really just, you know, get some juice here and get the get the odds a little higher. Get some more, more bang for my buck, okay? Um, so in doing that, like this this yesterday evening, I probably set no more than maybe fifteen, like fifteen one dollar, fifteen like dollar fifty type of bets, you know. So maybe a total of you know twenty bucks, twenty five dollars at most that I put out there in single one dollar bets with these like six seven leg parlays, in hopes that you know something good happens, and then you know what I've got some other confidence in that parlay. Uh, or that leg in the parlay. So let's go to the second here ticket that we created last night. And in this ticket, we had Hannah Guy. Oh, wow. If, if you if you watched Bellator last night, you know that was the first opening fight of the main card. And uh, we were on that in the, in the prediction show. Not because we thought Hannah Guy was the better fighter. Just strictly, you didn't have a lot of film on these two ladies. I didn't think you could be confident either way. And with plus 575... That's all I need. That's all I need. Sign me up. So we got Hannah Guy here in this parlay. Uh, we've got the Dodgers winning last night. They were at minus 127. I just, you know, again, why? Why I go that way instead of the positive? Let me give you a little tip here with baseball, okay? You don't have to be a rocket scientist with this. Go and go to ESPN.com. Um, 
ESPN.com or whatever website you go for your scores every day. So I just did this a few moments ago before I got on the show here. I just set, I set up like my Excel sheet for tomorrow. And so the games that I like for tomorrow, I know I'm shifting gears, so I'll get back to this t this this ticket here in a second. But like tomorrow's games that I like, one, two, three, four, five. I only like five of those games. There's a lot of games tomorrow. There's one, two, three, four, five. There's probably 15 baseball games tomorrow, starting off at one o'clock with the White Sox and the Yankees. So look, if you don't know anything about baseball, and you just know how to read numbers, like you can look at numbers, and and this is what I do for baseball. I don't bet like on any kind of close scenarios of baseball so the first game I like tomorrow is the, the Astros playing against the, the Texas Rangers and it's like why do I like the Astros um, the Astros let me just tell you right now they're 26 and 19 and the Texas Rangers are 20 and 27 um, you, you don't have to be a professional MLB gambler to see that the Houston Astros are like seven games above 500 the Rangers are seven games below 500 okay so Houston's minus 190 Sign me up. I'll take it. Uh, next game I like Cleveland and Minnesota. Why do I like Cleveland? Cleveland is twenty-three and nineteen. Okay, whatever. Four games of five. Uh, four games above five hundred. How about Minnesota? Minnesota is sixteen and twenty-eight. <laughs> okay, twelve games below five hundred. You know, so in these scenarios, if Cleveland and Minnesota played like a three-game series. Or like a five-game series, you know these these teams play several games in a row in the baseball. In baseball, Cleveland's going to win most of those games. So that's just simple math right there. Uh, next game I like. I like the Dodgers. I pretty much I I, I bet on the Dodgers. I'd, I'd say every day I'm putting the, the Dodgers in parlays every day, and it's because they're kind of hot. They have some really strong pitching. They're 27 and 18. This game is one you probably would not want to mess with if you're not as confident as I am because this one is close. It's the Dodgers in San Francisco. One team's 27-18, the other one's 28-17. So let's skip that scenario. Not a good example for you guys. Let's go on to the, to the last two baseball games I like tomorrow. I like the San Diego um, Padres. I like them over the Seattle Mariners. And again, why? San Diego's 27-17. and 17, So they're 10 games over five hundred. And Seattle's 21 and 23. They're just middling around 500. Now, not to mention that last night San Diego put a beat down on Seattle. 16 to 1 or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't even close. So, last game I like tomorrow is the Oakland A's um, against the Angels. And Angels, you know, just not doing well. 19 and 26. Oakland, 27 and 19. So, look, you find two or three. Don't don't go too far. Find two or three baseball games. You look at ESPN.com. You pick the ones that you see. Look, these guys should be favored because I don't even go to the odds. I didn't read the odds to you on the, on the Dodgers game or the San Diego Padres game or the Oakland game because they don't even have those odds out yet. But I'm pretty sure when the odds come out, they're all going to be those favorites because you can just look at the record. San Diego's got a better record. They're 10 games above 500. Oakland as well. Dodgers, even though they have the same record almost as San Francisco um, just you know they did play last night and San Francisco won the, I'm, I'm sorry Los Angeles Dodgers won that game two to one so a little momentum there for the Dodgers I think they keep the momentum going so anyway look that I'm not gonna get into a whole major league baseball breakdown as I, I just kind of gave you a tidbit for what I'm doing so I'm looking to grab two or three okay so in this example the ticket we were just talking about the ticket that we had Hannah guy on so Hannah guys plus 575 we took the Dodgers last night to beat the San Francisco 
the Giants. Okay, that ended up happening. The Dodgers won two to one. That was minus one twenty seven. We took the Padres last night at home to beat the Seattle Mariners. And again, I just kind of went over to the side San Diego Padres. Going into last night, they were twenty six and seventeen, and Seattle was twenty one and twenty two. You know, home game, Padres. Um, you don't have to know much about it. They're just better team, better record, right? So. And, and they won that game handily, 16 to 1. They were a minus 235. That's like my, that's like kind of my limit, right? I don't like getting too much higher than those low minus 200s, minus 250, that kind of range. So, anyway, so minus 235 for San Diego. And then the last game that we have there from last night was the Oakland Athletics. Got a little lucky here with this. They won the game 8 to 4, but it was minus 103. I could pick them. So we, you know, kind of really got lucky last night on some of these, you know. But you, if you don't try and you don't, you know, like that phrase, it's better to be lucky than good, right? It's sometimes very true in, in in wagering on sports events. I spend time trying to find my 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 angles to give me the best chance to win. Of course, anyone should be doing that if you're doing this as frequently as as, as myself or anyone else who likes to wager daily on sports, right? But you got to give it a try, you know. If you don't put some money on Hannah Guy last night. And then she wins. You're like, oh man, I missed it. I missed the boat. Well, yeah, and and put some money on dogs every now and then. Just give it a try. You'd be surprised how exciting it is when they do win. Anyway, let's get back to the point here. This ticket here. So Hannah Guy plus five seventy five five seventy five. Dodgers minus one twenty seven. Padres minus two thirty five. Oakland Athletics minus one hundred three. And what we have left on this ticket is just three legs. This is a seven leg parlay. The last three legs are the Clippers again, like that last ticket minus 240 tomorrow hosting that playoff game against the Dallas Mavericks okay um, and then the last two are UFC fights Claudio Silva minus 110 and Yan over Carla Esparza okay minus 125 so this is a seven pick parlay the odds are at plus 16,601 yeah you heard that right and if you're looking at this now, imagine this now. We got the Hannah Guy thing done. We got the Dodgers thing done. We got the Padres and the Oakland Athletics. No big deal, really. Okay? Because all we really did was just took a shot in the dark at a Bellator fight. And look, last night there was a handful of dogs at one. You know, so it's not surprising. It's Bellator. It's going to happen every single week with Bellator. And I'm surprised even more dogs didn't win last night. So. We took a shot at Hannah Guy, and then we just took some baseball stuff that just the numbers supported and, you know, whatever. It's a, it's a dollar in this bet in this situation. So a $1 bet on a seven-pick parlay with plus 16,601 odds is going to pay out $167, okay? And so I know some people are going to say, well, why don't you put more on that? Like, of course you could put more on that, you know. That's not the point of these these parlay bets I'm setting. These are like little lottery tickets. You 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 play with them. I find they're a little bit little bit more you could win these quite a bit if you if you play with these every day. Um I, I find that there's winners almost every day with this. So, you know, and do I put more sometimes? Will I put like five dollars on a situation instead of a dollar? Yeah, of course. You know, you find situations you feel more confident about. But let's be honest. I mean, I was putting this dollar also behind Hannah Guy, <laughs> okay? And I wasn't confident Hannah Guy was going to win. I was just confident I wanted some action if she did win, right? So here we go. All right, so that's that's the second ticket we're reviewing from last night. 
Here's the third ticket from last night. Um, I'll give you the two legs that are left. It's a six-leg parlay. The last two pieces are Claudio Silva and Rob Font. Okay, that's going to become a common theme. I do like Silva and Font. Anyway, so Font still 110, negative 110 on that bet. Uh, on this, on this, uh, I'm sorry, on this ticket. And Claudio Silva is also minus 110, so I pick him. The remainder of this six-leg parlay is the Memphis Grizzlies winning last night at plus 160. Hannah Guy at plus 425. The Los Angeles Dodgers winning, minus 130. And the San Diego Padres winning at minus 225. So this is a very similar ticket. Hannah Guy is here. Memphis is here. Dodgers are here. Padres are here. The one thing that's not here, okay, and I'm not going to get too much into this strategy because it's going to be a whole another rant and I... I, I'll go on forever with this, but I removed the Oakland Athletics. Okay, this is not rocket science, but I removed them. So I took that last seven, seven leg parlay and I adjusted it down one, right? And I went to a six pick parlay, okay? And I did that because I wasn't super confident in the Oakland Athletics last night, okay? They were minus 103. It was, I think that, that was, yeah, that was a very close game anyway. But the point is, if I'm not confident, in a piece of one of my parlays. If I could still swing it, I'll just remove that and also go ahead and set that wager as well. In this case, that's what happens. So we still have Font, we have Silva to win. That's just two legs left in this six leg parlay. This is a $1 bet and the odds right now are at plus 12,680. So a $1 bet is gonna pay out to $127.80. So that's kind of nice. All right, next ticket from last night. And here we have a ticket where it's a $2 wager to pay out $136.09. It's a five pick parlay. So only five, leg, five legs here in this parlay. And the odds are plus 6,704. Okay, we have Jan and Font left on this parlay. Those are the last two pieces. And the other three pieces of that parlay are the Memphis Grizzlies at plus 160, Hannah Guy at plus 425, and the Padres at minus 225. You don't have a visual right now, so if you're following me, you know, kind of verbally on, on what, I'm, what I'm describing here, this is just one less than the prior parlay, okay? So this is a five leg as, approach, as opposed to the prior one, which was a six leg. And in this one here, I also removed the next piece of the parlay that I was not as confident in. So I removed the Dodgers, I kept the Padres, we kept Hannah Guy because we're still, you know, dabbling that plus 425. I like to do that. I'll put together a handful of parlays for, you know, these dogs like this just to have a little fun. And so here we have a $2 bet and Font and Jan are the last two pieces. $2 bet at plus 6704 It's going to pay out $136.09. Okay. So, yeah, we made those tickets, you know, just last night. And, uh... You know, I, I, I had very little little time last night to actually do that. Doing a lot of recording and doing a lot of working and just working on a bunch of projects right now. So I was just kind of fiddling with some stuff and those, you know, those came together. Um, now going back to like um, May 18th. So going back here a few days to like the middle of the week here. And the 18th was a Tuesday. So yeah, here we go. On Tuesday, I was doing the same thing. You know, I was working the baseball games and the basketball games. And so here's just an example of 
one of the tickets here earlier in the week where I uh, I took the Oakland Athletics baseball team. I took the San Diego Padres. I took the Dodgers to win. The Lakers to win their basketball game. Memphis to win their basketball game. And this is a seven-leg parlay. So that's five pieces already down. It's a $3 bet to pay out $107. The odds are 3479 And the last two pieces to satisfy this bet would be Rob Font winning and Jan winning. So... You know, we have a handful of these just sitting here waiting, you know, to hopefully mature, you know, like a like a nice investment climbing up and hopefully paying out what you want. Um, I'm going to give you just one last one here. One last, uh, I guess, parlay that because we have a handful. We do. We probably have about uh, literally I'd say about 18 of these tickets that are just like this. And so. If you can imagine that, because I, I, this took a while for me to figure out how to do this, because uh, I made some mistakes in the past, and I would press, right? Every every degenerate gambler like myself, you start pressing, and then you know pressing is never good, and that's kind of why I started I started doing this. What I would do is, if you can follow my rationale here, instead of like blowing my wad on UFC day, right? So you're just like you're so freaking cranked up. And how does it start usually? Like, oh, there's a there's a fight you wanted to watch, and now it's off a card. Somebody got sick or something. And so that's the first blow. And you're like, oh, man, I had that person in, like, a few parlays. Arr. You know, you just – and maybe those parlays were – some of the pieces were already, you know, they already won. So now you're just like, man, you know, poop, right? So you're just – you know, that's, like, the, the typical start of a UFC day. So now you're, like, already starting to push that, like – I got to, you know, I got to do more. I want more of my return, right? So if you're doing that, you know, I find, I find that if you're pressing and you're all jacked up, you're going to be tending to do some overbetting. You're going to tend to place some larger than normal wagers. You're going to get outside of your wheelhouse. You're also going to start placing units that you are not usually typically place, placing talking from experience here <laughs> um so what i found was a nice way to do this and you know maybe just try it out find the few fights that you really like like i like font i like Jan. okay I'm, I'm high on them i like claudio silva okay i you know i i like yeah i mean those are the few that i really like you know i mean do I have confidence in some other fighters actually, you know, getting their wins, finishing their fights? Um, you know, yes. Like, but this is where, and maybe I should have done this earlier. I should have gone over like, okay, so why don't I have like, for example, um, like the Hermanson fight, Hermanson Shabazian. Why don't I have one of those guys like in my parlay? Well, because quite frankly, I'm a little, you know, I'm, I think either guy can really win that fight. You know, even though I'm on Hermanson, I'm just not super confident. And when I'm setting these parlays starting off, you know, three, four days ago, I have in mind, like, I don't want a prelim guy who may not even get to that event. Something happens. Those prelim bouts are just not as secure. Maybe there's a weight issue, right? So usually I'm tending to lean towards bouts that are in the main card when I'm doing this because that's happened too. I, you know, I, there's been weeks where I set the wagers and I have a few picks, and then, like, literally, I'm watching the picks fall off of my parlays throughout the week because the fights are not happening, whether it's a weight issue or whatever else. 
So you do want to consider that, you know. So when I'm looking at like Font and Yan, like yeah, that's the main event and the co-main event, um, and they're like in the bulk of my parlays. They're the last two pieces, you know. So, um, so that's why like you're not gonna see me like with like Madero's. Like I think Madero's gonna win over Hadzovic, but you know I'm not parlaying that. You know I'm on Alves. I'm actually gonna put it. I'm actually gonna put a unit on Alves here. At plus four hundred to be a big upset over it is Magulov, but I'm not going to parlay that straight up. Now, would I do some parlaying on fight night just to mess around a little bit with that? Maybe, maybe. But here's my point: when I'm looking at this full card on Tuesday of of, the, of this week, which is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and if you could do that yourself, you get some time after work or whatever. You just get some time to look at, you know, hey, you know what? I'm going to look at these two, three fighters a little bit, do some research. And you sort of hone in on who you like. Um, I take those fights. I, I'll pop them into my parlays throughout the week. And what I now end up doing is, if my parlaying throughout the week of adding some baseball and some basketball, and I can create two, three, four, five, heck, even ten tickets sometimes in one day, where I have these tickets that have all the pieces have fallen into place, and the last piece is Font winning or Jan winning, it brings me into fight day where it's like, look at these little lottery tickets I have. You know, it gives me some like extra wiggle room because when you're setting the standard unit bet, you're putting a hundred bucks on font, you know, that's fine dandy and the payouts are good with that too, but the losses are crushing. It's nice when you have some parlays where you're, you know, if you're using this technique I'm talking about, you can be able to set some wagers with a $20. $20, you can set 20 different wagers which would be 20 different parlay pieces using the same exact technique I'm talking about. And if you're just being careful and sensible, you're going to end up with $20 to have at least, let's say, five to six different tickets that you're holding, and you're holding them with maybe your one or two favorite fighters you want to see win on fight day. And hopefully that goes well, and you cash those, you know, you cash those uh, parlays. So you know, I'm not sure if this kind of helps you, gives you sort of a, an idea um, I'm going to be posting some of these tickets, the winning tickets, of course, right? So I'll be posting some of the winning tickets on our uh, our Twitter um, handle. I'll be talking about some of them in the recap show, um, which will be late, late tonight, because now it's early morning. It's about 3 o'clock in the morning. Fights will be ending at some time late tomorrow morning or early tomorrow morning, however you want to define that. And so we'll, we'll kind of go through those tickets. But... Um, yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of betting this way. Uh, you know, most people, especially casual bettors, do not want to expose themselves too much. I know a lot of my friends who bet casually. That That's what, you know, can turn them off and make it not fun for them. Is you start betting too much, you start losing, um, leaves a bad taste in your mouth. You know, you get a little gun shy and you're just like, nah. I, I'm a fan of, listen, hey. Do some parlays. Have some fun with it. Don't take yourself too serious. You're not a handicapper. You're not paying your rent with this kind of stuff. And I mean that. If you're not, if you know, if you're not doing this professionally and you're just doing this to enjoy the events, then do yourself a favor. Don't put a hundred bucks on a fighter. Don't, don't, don't do that. Okay. Just you know, take your fifty bucks, your hundred bucks, and spread it out a little bit. Have some fun. You know, buy 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 some lunch in the process too. You know, so. A big fan of betting that way. I know it's completely against what what the what the what the top guys will tell you in the business, um, 
but as as you follow our show and as you as you watch our videos and as you listen to our predictions and you'll see our recaps you're going to see a common theme um we're able to put together some really nice parlays week in and week out um using basic sporting events like baseball like basketball and then of course you got to tie in the, the mother of all sports mixed martial arts you know because we love it right we love it so Anyway, uh, let me see if I'm missing anything here as I kind of, you know, summarize what we're doing here and get ready to wrap up this episode. Um, well, you know, I got a second here to talk. I just open open on the mic, right? So it's three o'clock, right? Three o'clock in the morning. My plan today is um, I'm going to watch these fights. Uh, I would love to go live, you know, um, I would love to go live. And I would do it right after the fights. You know, I would do a recap show. I'd be happy to do it live. But I, I've learned that you cannot go live from a mobile device. So right now I'm recording with the, uh, with my iPhone. Right. So because I'm under a thousand subscribers, I cannot record live from my iPhone. So I have a ways to go before I guess I can be able to record live. But what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to. I'm going to, as those, as that last fight is dropping and finishing off, I'm going to run up to my studio here and I'm going to do a real quick, quick, but thorough, you know, kind of right. It's like a jumbo shrimp oxymoron. It's going to be quick, but thorough. Okay. Uh, breakdown, <clears throat> a quick and thorough breakdown of the UFC, uh, Vegas 27 fights, uh, that are happening this evening. And, um, I'll get that up on YouTube right away. I'll get it up on the podcast right away. So wherever you get your podcast, um, just you know, search MMA Fight Club, and you'll see us. Uh, same logo as you see here on the uh, YouTube channel. Um, and uh, look, if you like the content, if uh, if you're enjoying the episodes, if any of our stuff is helping you get some winning tickets, hit the like button, uh, subscribe so you can get some updates on our on our latest videos. Tell your friends about us, um, especially those MMA guys uh, who, who like to gamble MMA. Hopefully they can get some tips from us too. As usual, all of our content is 100% free. Um, firm believer in keeping this information free flowing and free for everyone. Um, I also strongly believe in the betting techniques we use. Um, it makes me money personally. Um, my close colleagues that follow some of the same techniques, it works for them too. So, you know, the proof is in the pudding and, um, you know, I'm a firm believer in that. So, but if you do want to support the show, um, the best way for you to do that is hit that like button, um, share our content, get in our, get on our Twitter page, you know, follow our content. Uh, we love feedback, feedback on the YouTube channel, feedback on our Twitter account. Um, our Twitter account, the handle is at, MMA Fight Club 6, with the number 6. I'll have to put that in the description for you guys as well. But, uh, yeah, welcome a lot of feedback. Um, send us a message, send us a question. Uh, maybe we can answer questions you may have. But as for going live, because I'm using my iPhone as my main... <coughs> Excuse me here, let me get a, get a drink. Yeah, because I'm using my, I'm uh, losing my voice, doing so much talking tonight. Um, because I use my iPhone as my, as my my recording device and it's mobile, 
and I'm far from a thousand subscribers, um, I'll be doing it this way for a while. But once I hit that benchmark, um, then I'll be able to go live and I'll look pe look to be doing at least maybe one, at least one live show a week of some kind. Um, you know, got to sort of put together a whole schedule. Um, yeah, so not really sure exactly what that schedule is going to be like and when that live show would be. But it will be, uh, one of the live show for sure would be the recap, right? Um, I'm, I'm big into doing the recap show. I definitely want to do that. Um, there's only a few guys right now that are that are uh, actually giving that a go. And uh, I know Bleed, my buddy Bleed over there, he does a great job. Him and his pal do a, a post-fight show. And they're like one of the few, like, you know, vampires up that late doing it. What's funny, though, about that is I'm one of the degenerates that actually goes and I listen to it. And it's, you know, it's like if you had a good night and, you know, you're, 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 you're t you know, your, your, uh, your tickets are popping. It's like, you know, it's like when you go to a good house party and it's like 12, you know, one o'clock in the morning, like, you know, you should be kind of tired. People are starting to wind down. You're like, I don't. You know what? I'm ready for after hours. Let's go to so and so's, you know, house, and let's let's keep this going. Or, you know, you're at a nightclub and you're having a good time. Like, let's go to after hours somewhere. You know, this let's just keep this thing going. And so, if you're riding that high on uh, on the fights tonight on UFC Vegas 27, and you know you need that immediate like that hit, right? You're like, give me that hit, man. I, I need that hit. I I can't, I can't stop right now. I got a winning ticket. My man Bleed goes live like right away. Um, you can find him at Bleed B L E E D. Um, just type that in there on YouTube, and you'll find his channel. And his, his logo says Bleed in red letters. And that dude does a great job. Great job in his breakdowns. Good job in his shows. Uh, love his content. Um, but sliding right in there behind Bleed, um, I should have my recap show here from MMA Fight Club. That should be up no later than maybe. Give or take 20 minutes, 25, oh, no, I'm lying. Probably more like 35 to 45 minutes from the time that the last fight um, ends. And the reason why is it's obviously going to take me at least, you know, 20 minutes to recap the show, actually do that recap, and then um, got to upload that video and get it all up there. And yeah, yeah. So um, whenever the fights end, within the hour after that fight is over, you will be able to access our, our recap show on YouTube. The link will be on our Twitter handle and uh, it'll also be on our podcast wherever you get your podcast. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this video here at some point, uh, late, late night or early in the morning, I wanna thank you for stopping by. Um, we're gonna be cranking out a lot of content here. Um, I'm, I'm super motivated, super stoked. Um, on a personal level, my, my wife and I have a whole lot of stuff going on right now around the house and, you know, I'm a bit of a handyman, but we've decided to contract some major work, which is exciting. There's nothing like some like massive home improvement. So we just had our driveway repaved. It was gravel before. So if you know anything about that, like going from gravel to like a pavement is like a whole new world. We have a pretty big driveway here, so we also went ahead and bought a really nice in-ground basketball hoop. And so I have to, tomorrow I have some landscapers coming. They're gonna dig a big hole for me, um, huge hole. I'm gonna pour some concrete in there and get the footing going for this really nice basketball hoop we got for our daughter. 
nice basketball like backboard the glass you know the plexi or not plexiglass whatever they call that glass but it's a glass backboard so it's legit really excited about that and yeah landscapers are coming tomorrow to do some work we, we, we just contracted a company uh, clc contractors right here in langhorn levittown great guys if you're in this area bucks county again i'm always giving the bucks county businesses a shout out um that's clc contractors and as for jamie mccafferty those dudes do great work um really good work so they're going to be ripping apart our entire kitchen installing brand new cabinets brand new tiles brand new backsplash whole new kitchen right so my wife is thrilled for that and um and yeah so we just got a lot of things going on you know both of our kids are very active in sports if i'm not working on this stuff here or you know just doing my you know doing my own personal projects i'm tied up with my family and uh which i love i love my kids love my wife um but you know it does keep me busy around the clock tomorrow is my daughter's birthday party so shout out to uh my daughter sasha she is uh yeah she's my little queen and um so yeah she's gonna be turning 12 years old oh my gosh i can't believe i'm saying that out loud my daughter's gonna be 12 one year she'll be 13 but uh yeah, her birthday party's this weekend, so she'll be celebrating with her friends. It's a weekend off from basketball tournaments, which is nice, but uh, her basketball's her sports. We got a lot of basketball this summer, and there's driving at times. There's basketball practice, and uh, I'm the lucky dad who's uh, the volunteer basketball coach, right, for her, her travel team, along with my buddy Jamie McCaffrey. We do that together, so it's nice. Um, and then my son, you know, I got to give him a shout-out, Ivan. I love that young man. He is doing so so well um, for those of you who have kids uh, you know there's something very special about the emotion you feel as a parent when your children are doing you know good things when they're achieving in the classroom when they're achieving uh, in extracurricular activities um, my wife god bless her we spend so we both spend so much time encouraging our children to do more you know reach for higher you know higher goals to to push their limits to get outside their comfort zone um you know i think as parents right now um i'm fully in a rant huh <laughs> so yeah, if you're looking for mma uh knowledge at this point you probably want to cut this off i'm gonna go uh, into parent mode here for a second just for a minute or two before i, I jump off and finish this episode but you know considering it's 3 30 3 15 in the morning and if you're if you're catching some of this episode and it's late at night and you're coming home from work and you're you know you're just kind of looking to, to take an e break here let me let me drop some 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 food for thought right we're gonna put this on wax as my man Jalen Rose likes to say and here's what we're putting on wax tonight if you're a parent and that doesn't mean you have to have to be the father or mother of that child but you're in a role requires parenting so parental role coaches teachers um you know they play a parental role and i think one of the best things that parents can do uncles can do fathers and mothers can do is to encourage children young people to do things that are outside their instinctual comfort zone right um I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, from the city. It always fascinated me how many times I'd see people who were scared of dogs, right? 
especially a lot of my black friends, right? And it's kind of funny, right? Because, you know, a lot of them have pit bulls and then, you know, but there's some history there with police dogs biting into black people and that's kind of trickled down, I think, some of the fear, right? But my point is this. I, I remember growing up with animals and growing up with dogs and so, you know, I didn't have that fear. We had big dogs. You know, my father introduced me to big dogs. He he showed me, you know, how to how to walk them, you know, how to sort of handle them, how to use a, a choke collar with a dog. You know, just I got exposure to those experiences. If you're parenting a child, you're not helping them. You're giving them crutches by not doing that. I know that's harsh. So, you know, if you took offense to that and you are a parent and you think I'm calling you out, my apologies. That's not where I'm trying to go here. I'm just trying to keep it 100 with you. I'm not a perfect parent, but if I don't expose my parent, if I don't expose my kids to, let's say, swimming, and you'd be surprised, like, I'm I'm talking about swimming. I mean, look, uh, we know a family recently, and I would never call them out on the air like this, but like, they have such a fear, and they have, you know, they, they have such a fear of their child being like even in a swimming pool, that we went to a pool party. Like, can you imagine this? We're at a pool party for children. They're like seven-year-old kids, right? There's like a, a, a pool, beautiful house, pool in the backyard. You got a, a shallow end, really shallow. All the kids can walk. You got a deep end. These people show up, and they got their kid in a life jacket. He looks like he's about to go water skiing. <laughs> like, you know, can you imagine that? Like, you're you're that scared of exposing your child to something different and you haven't maybe taken the time to swim your child expose them to something as simple as playing in a pool so now your child seven-year-old child he's a boy it was a boy and it was a predominantly girls type of party because a birthday party you know and here your son's in the pool with like this like 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 superpower life jacket of course everyone's taking a double take like what's going on there so I give the example because these people in particular, I respect the heck out of them. I mean, I could I could say I, I love them. You know, they live close by to us, spend time with them. Let me refocus here. If, if you are, if you are a parent or in a parental role, I think one of the best things you can ever do for your children is to put them in situations that sometimes are not the most comfortable because isn't that life isn't life about a handful of moments where you were uncomfortable and then what did you do in those moments right so you're hanging out with someone who's about to make a bad decision and you're uncomfortable you're going to go along with the bad decision or you're going to draw the line in the sand and say no I'm not going that way um you know, you're, you're, you're out partying, you're having fun with friends, and you have too much to drink, and you like, you know, you take a second thought, and you know what, I'm going to take a cab. And if you didn't make a decision, maybe you get a DUI. So, like, life comes down to these critical moments where you make these decisions, but those decisions are usually happening when you're in a situation that's, like, maybe a little bit outside your comfort zone. Like, so that that's life. Like, your boss is a dick, Okay. They're disrespectful. They're rude to you. 
and you can't do anything because you know what? That's your paycheck. That's your current position that you need. You're paying your bills. You've got to feed your kids. you got to take this crap every day. But that's life. So you could either start as a parent right now. You guys are probably thinking, like, my kids must hate me, right? No, let me give you an example. We have family that lives uh, in the inner city still here nearby. All right, so kind of family through marriage type of thing, whatever, but still family. All right, so we go through Trenton, New Jersey, oh, once a week around there. Um, so it's common. You're going to see people on the, on the street begging. You're going to see people, you know, panhandling. And unfortunately, that's usually happening by the liquor store, right? So they're panhandling, trying to get a dollar or two so they can go ahead and uh, buy a shot. Um, you know, I've... I've purposely had my son get out of the car. I'll give him a dollar. I'll tell him to go over, give the gentleman a dollar, you know, just give him a pound and say hello. Um, I want my son to know that these people on the street, they didn't plan to be on the street. You know, they didn't wake up one day and say, I don't want to have family supporting me. And I, don't, I, don't, I don't want no money. Like, a lot of things happen for people to end up in that situation where they're suffering from a whole lot of issues. They obviously have substance abuse issues. Some of them have psychiatric issues. The big thing they all have in common is they don't have any money and they barely have a family. And some of them maybe grew up as foster children. This is a cycle. You see severe levels of poverty and homelessness. My son giving that person a dollar is not out of pity. It's more out of respect that they are a person, like humanitarian. That's a person. And I don't raise my kids to think that they're better than people because those people are poor or they're uneducated or they're sitting on the corner. So was my son uncomfortable the first time? I think he was like about 11 years old when I first had him do that. Was he uncomfortable? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was, um, but I'm trying to teach him a lesson, you know, I don't want him to be uncomfortable in the inner city, I don't want him to stare at homeless people and not have an idea that that's rude, um, I don't want him to roll the window up when a homeless person comes over because, you know, you're scared, you can't interact with somebody from the city. And on that same note, my daughter plays basketball. Over the last three or four years, we've had a chance to have her be able to play both in leagues or in gyms or with teammates that are from the city. Why would I have my daughter playing with black girls in the city? Well, you know why? Because in this world where I came from in New York, there's people of all races and all colors at all different levels of society and if you're going to play sports, you're going to play women's basketball. And I told my daughter this, you need to be able to, to, to be able to be comfortable and be able to mingle and see these people eye to eye and not think twice about it. Um, I, I'm lucky being, being a Latino uh, man, being from Brooklyn, being from Puerto Rico and having a Hispanic background and having parents who immersed me into not just sports, but also I, I had coaches who were black. I had coaches who were Puerto Rican. I had coaches who were white, too. I had teachers who were white and black and green and everything else. And I, I learned early on 
the beautiful rainbow that we have of this world and all the different colors and aspects and even even uh, you know not just colors and ethnic groups but also financial groups right classes you know lower class middle class upper class um, and what are those dynamics like right so you know my wife and I we maybe go a little bit out of our way to make sure our kids are, are being exposed to things that will prepare them for life you know they have a busy schedule we know some parents don't agree with that you know like our son wrestles so he's got practice three days a week for wrestling but he's got five days a week he's got lifting or conditioning for football practice so you know do the math you know he's got literally eight practices a week and some of those days overlap and but you know what kids an honor student like and people say oh my kids an honor student like no my son is an honor student he's in honors classes he's going into his first year of high school next year a ninth grader and i got my foot you know all the way up in there because i want to make sure that by the time he leaves his house in four years from now that he's as ready as possible to go out there in the real world and i'm talking about everything you know I'm talking if someone punches him in the face, literally, like someone punches him in the face, that he's going to be able to respond to that situation in a way that he can defend himself, the way that he can, you know, use survival, use survival skills. I mean, I'm just saying, uh, when I grew up, you know, every kid took a took a beating every now and then. I'm not talking about from their parents. Like, you know, you got beat up in the playground. I got punched in the face. It happened to me happened maybe a few times and even tell my mother right you know you just that's just life you know you get dirt kicked on you you kind of pick yourself up well i'm big on that dirt and uh my russian beautiful wife um she comes from humble beginnings in russia but her parents worked hard they built their little empire but yeah you know gritty people i'll tell you those russian people are tough man um yeah they're just they're just freaking tough and you can't do no you can't complain to them I want to hear that crap. These people work hard. You know, they, they earn what they get. Um, you know, you can't throw out a plate of food around those kind of people because they'll give you the dirtiest look of the world. You know, these people come from a generation, just a generation removed from like famine, you know, World War II and whatnot. So, you know, you know, th this is this is the grit that we try to implore in our household. When we're raising our children. We're trying to think of scenarios sometimes. How do we how do we get them to be tougher and you know not using archaic ideas of tougher i'm talking about hey how do we get them to be able to handle situations of stress so when our daughter comes home and says oh you know <laughs> i got a story for you so my daughter comes home from school about three weeks ago it was the height of the george floyd okay the george floyd trial the jury's about to make their decision okay we live in Newtown, Pennsylvania, and I want to make sure I say this carefully because I, I do have a lot of really great neighbors. We, we love our neighbors here in Newtown, Pennsylvania. Um, former President Trump, I, I think he had his absolute last rally, like the, the last, like not what happened down in D.C. I don't know what that was. I'm not trying to be funny here, but I'm talking about his last push, like during the last day or two of, of, of voting. 
he came right here. Like I'm talking about like a mile and a half from our house. He had this 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 uh, you know impromptu rally here, and it made sense because Bucks County, like like I think up in Michigan, Bucks County was a county that went for Trump back in 2016. So you know it was getting close in this county. This is a Bucks Bucks County is typically a Republican county. It typically goes red. And so when the numbers were coming in, you know, him and his crew, you know, came through here to try to, you know, pick up some last minute votes. That makes sense, you know. But that should give you an idea for for how strong uh, this community stands behind uh, Mr. Trump and the Trump administration. Okay, and I'm not going to get into whether that's where I stand or not. I'm not even going to touch that. That's like when you go on a date with a girl for the first time, you don't talk about religion, right? <laughs> you don't talk about politics. You just stay away from that. I'm going to do the same thing right now, do myself a favor and the audience a favor. So let's just, boom, knock that down. We're not going to hit that one. But here's the point. We live in an area that's very pro-Trump. We live in an area where right now, if you're driving down the street, you will still see Trump Pence signs, Trump 2020. You can see houses where they have 10 flags that say Trump 2020 on it. I'm not kidding you. So a mile and a half from here, they have the big Trump little rally get together, you know, right as the campaign is coming to an end, right as the last day of voting is coming in. And so you've got a fever around here. You know, Trump fever runs here rampant. And I have found it interesting. I'm going to use the words correctly. Interesting to see how children, I'm talking like five years old, six years old, seven years old, eight years old, nine years old, like children, not even 10 years old, would wear like Trump paraphernalia. And I, I'm saying this with all due respect because it's it's a foreign thing for me. You know, I grew up in the 70s and 80s, you know, Reagan and stuff like that. I don't recall this kind of stuff. Like I don't recall the flags and maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe they were doing that back then, but it was different this time. Like, so seeing kids like wearing like Trump socks or like just Trump, you know, memorabilia or, or paraphernalia was really just interesting. So it didn't surprise me that my daughter came across uh, children at school that may be regurgitating Trump philosophies <laughs> or Trumpisms, right? You know, so kids coming to school and and like the first the first uh, bout of it this past year was the mask thing, right? So you had kids coming to school and like you know talking like adults, like it's an infringement upon my freedom to have to wear this mask and the, and the virus doesn't exist. And again, I'm not going to debate that. Just saying, they came to school, these kids, they were armed with what their mother and father had told them, <laughs> and they came in here regurgitating whatever, you know, mom and dad said, whether it's the virus doesn't exist, whether it's the Kung Flu virus. I mean, imagine, like, little wealthy kids. We live in a pretty nice area, like, pretty upscale, okay? Look at Newtown on the map. You'll see what I'm talking about. Newtown, Pennsylvania. So, like, these little rich kids coming to school and, like, spewing this, like, very irresponsible stuff like, you know, Kung flu virus and the China virus, whatever else. Okay. So again, I'm telling my daughter when this is all happening that honey, it's okay. Take the high road. Don't, you know, don't, you know, don't, you know, whatever, let all that go. Well, you know, at some point, as they say, the, you know, what hits the fan, my daughter comes home and tells me that this young man comes to her and he's like telling a joke to some kids and he comes and tells her, in regards to George Floyd, he says, do you know what George Floyd's favorite color is? 
And of course, the kids are like, oh, I don't know. My daughter's like, I don't know. He goes, neon. You get it? Neon. Like, neon. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> like, my daughter kind of walks away, whatever. She knew, like, that was a little bit. That was kind of kind of sucky thing to say. Not just because the guy obviously lost his life, but we're like in the height of the trial and, you know, about to be an announcement of the, of the conviction uh, or not conviction, whatever the announcement of the jury's going to be. He got convicted, but the point is at that time we didn't know. So my daughter comes home and tells me about it. And I'm like, you know what you do? Like and I told her, like, I'm, 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 I have, I have, I'm not the best parent, guys. I'm just keeping it 100 here. But this is what I told my daughter. I said, look, next time that kid is in and around your presence and he comes up and he starts saying that, call him out. I told my 11-year-old daughter, you call him out and let him know, I'm not cool with it, okay? Don't joke with me like that, okay? Because I don't find that funny, all right? I don't find what happened to him funny, okay? And I don't think that's a joke that we should be saying. So listen, when you have things like that to say, just keep it outside of my, my ear shot. You know what I mean? So I don't have to, to hear it. You know what I mean? And so she took that, she takes that advice, but then we have a further conversation. I said to her, you know what you do too? If he doesn't respect your wishes or he's kind of like asking for you to really put him in his place, you basically punk him and you tell him, look, how about you go to Trenton, go across the bridge, go to the inner city and go up to a young little black boy and tell him that. Let's see how funny that would be. No, put him, put him in check. And let him know that like his little privileged world that he lives in, we're telling jokes about black people getting killed by police officers. A joke that he probably heard from his parents, which makes it even more like, huh? You know, kids don't come up with that on their own. Okay, kids don't push political agendas. Uh, fourth and fifth grade kids don't like, you know, they don't vote. All right. They don't even know what Democrats and Republicans are. Unless their parents, here we go, parenting 101, are pushing that kind of stuff, right? So what we talk about in our household and what we preach in our household, and I even told this to my kids. I said, you know, if you decide that you want to grow up and want to be a Republican or a Democrat, that is to, that is completely okay with me. Like this thing about you got to be one or the other or these guys only do this, and like BS, okay? You study politics long enough, you will know that there's not much difference between a Democrat or a Republican. Okay, like don't be fooled. Don't 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 fall for that crap. Okay, so now there's difference between conservatives and moderates, and there's progressives and not. Listen, humanitarians and look. I want my children to be good people, to be accepting of everyone, all walks, colors, races, creeds, you know, sexual preferences, the whole nine. Who are we to judge? Okay. We don't, we don't roll that way, okay? Let people do what they're going to do, live and let live. So on that note, you know, we, we preach tolerance, right? You know, we talk about tolerance in our house, you know, tolerance for ignorance. You know, like someone's going to be ignorant. Hey, tell them, you know, move that ignorance on someplace else, not in my wheelhouse. But you're not going to stop people from being ignorant. I'm not raising my kids to be vigilantes, to knock on every door and stop people from saying racist jokes about George Floyd. What I'm telling them and what I'm hopefully teaching them is to have respect for their circle and their space. Maybe they have some friends who don't have the courage to speak up in that situation. 
I want my kids to grow up having the courage to speak up, not to complain and be a person who's a party pooper, but when somebody's doing something, when someone's being made fun of, okay, maybe someone's being teased, I do expect that my kids would step in and say something, okay? You know, so really got off here on a tangent, but my point is if you're in a parenting role, if you're a coach, okay, I coached college football for years. I loved it. And one of the things I took away from that, that I, the, the thing that mattered to me the most, that still matters to me the most now, is the relationships with the players, those relationships that I still have to this day. It was telling them, like, hey, when you're driving home from practice today, make sure you guys have your seatbelts on, okay? Um, make sure, you know, just have your shirt on, even if it's something simple. Like, just look look as, as low-key and normal as possible. You know, put, put, put your seat up a little bit. Don't lean it back. Why? Well, we're practicing in an area where we're right by a neighborhood that's, it was very upscale. And most of the players are black. And they were getting pulled over left and freaking right. And so I was doing the best I could. I'm not black, but being a minority and being close to that fire at times, I've never had a problem speaking directly to young black youth and trying to tell them, hey, look, here's some things that I think could help you hopefully avoid some situations or navigate the situations better. And if it's something simple as like, put your seat up, make sure your lights are on, get that rear light fixed, you know, make sure your wallet is readily available for the police officer. Yes, sir. No, sir. You know, these are the same principles I talk to my kids about respect authority. You know, don't give reasons to authority to question you. Don't give a reason for authority to listen. I'm, a, I'm let me, let me, let me be clear on this one. I am very, very pro law enforcement. Okay. I'm very pro law enforcement. Um, I'm not pro bad law enforcement. Okay. Not pro bad cop. Um, but you don't want to put a cop in a situation where he doesn't know what you're reaching for and it's dark. Okay. So put your wallet in the middle console before you even get going. If you are a young black man and you are driving through an area that is not home, that is predominantly upscale, predominantly Caucasian. Listen, you make adjustments. That's life. So we talk about the comfort zone. I'm telling my kids about these comfort zones and you got to live in them. You got to live in them and out of them and be able to navigate them or else you need to get jammed up. If you don't get jammed up, you're going to just go freaking nuts. Okay. So, you know, I'm a big fan. Expose my kids to challenges. You know, we challenge them in sports. We challenge them with academics and we challenge them even with music and the arts. We want them to know that life's about challenges. Life's about living sometimes in uncomfortable spaces. Life's about being tired. You know, my son Ivan comes to me the other day and tells me, you know, dad, I'm tired. I, I don't know if I can make the practice this evening, you know, cause I'm tired from the earlier practice today. And the dad in me was like, I wanted to be like, oh, you know, son, it's okay. And I kind of did. I kind of, I kind of was like, oh, I'm a little bit of a mush, man. The kid's working so hard. And my boy is growing so up. He's growing up so fast. And who comes over? My wife. My wife comes over and tells me, no, nah, no, nah, he's got to be, he's got to go to wrestling practice. He can't miss. She tells me because he, he missed on Sunday because Sunday was, what, uh, what was that Sunday? It was a, it was a holiday recently. 
And so he didn't go to practice on Sunday. And she comes and tells me, yeah, he can't miss Wednesday because he missed Sunday. And that's, you know, that's the partner you also want. Like my wife, my, my wife is the one who, when I'm like, Hey, if you're tired, we can stop. She's like, no, no, let's keep going. Like, you know, that, that steps my game up, right? It brings my level up, you know? So instead of, you know, pulling back and saying, let's not do it, or, you know, let's not try to reach the next thing, or let's not do the kitchen right now because maybe it's a little expensive. Like her position is like, no, let's keep moving forward or no, listen, son, you know, you do have to go to practice, you know, and it's not like, it's not like we don't have our kids doing things at times that, you know, like our son takes advantage of the stay home policy. You can still do school from home. So I think he does it twice a week where he stays home. Why? His days are long. He's getting home from practice late. As long as he handles his schoolwork, as long as he takes care of his academics, that's a way for us to give him a break. He can sleep in a little longer for those two days during the week, still manage his schoolwork, you know, still handle his responsibilities. So, yeah, it's a fine line. I don't, you know, don't make your kids miserable, but get them in that uncomfort zone. You know, if you're rich, I think the, 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 the best thing you could do, you're rich, you're wealthy, you got, you got money for days, find a way to expose your kids to, to things that don't involve the money because that's one of their biggest hurdles, right? You got a lot of money and you just don't ever expose your kids to like middle class and poverty. Like they end up being completely disconnected from just life because, you know, how many people live every day in their life is like it's the challenge of money, right? challenge of finances and bills like that's pretty much like 99 percent of the world growing up with mercedes benzes and yachts and like you know no sense of money if you're a parent in that scenario i challenge you i challenge you try to find a way to immerse your kids in in the footsteps of what it's like to really have like none of that right because boy that'll open their eyes and it'll make them also forever um sympathetic you know they'll be able to really feel for people in that situation because even though they didn't have it for themselves like that they learned at an early age to appreciate wow look how good i do have it my family we are fortunate you know privileged right that would be the word so all right this this went much longer than expected um you know i'm, I'm jacked up for today's ufc uh, i got my daughter's birthday party it's, you know, it's approaching four o'clock in the morning. Um, I'm thinking at this point, might as well just go all night because I got to get out to this driveway and start you know, doing like some directional stuff here with the the landscapers. They're going to be here like at six o'clock and I'm going to be out there acting like I know what I'm doing, probably with uh, an alcoholic beverage in my hand, if you know what I'm saying, and directing traffic and getting all this stuff done tomorrow. So the voice is going. Really appreciate you guys for stopping by um, and, uh, you know, appreciate your support. Come on back. Uh, we will be live the next time you're going to, well, not live, I'm sorry. The next show you guys are going to hear is going to be the post-game post, uh, post -game show from the, the recap of uh, UFC Vegas 27 from um, coming up this evening. So we had our whole prediction show on that. Still standing firm with, with everything we chose in our prediction show. Um, if you're going to take some advice from the parlay techniques we used earlier, take a look at some of the baseball. Um, I, I think I mentioned already with the baseball, I like the Houston Astros. I like the Cleveland Indians. I like the Dodgers. I like the San Diego Padres. I like the Oakland Athletics, and that's for baseball only today. Um, the one that I'm 
the two of that group that I'm least confident in would be the Dodgers over San Francisco and would be the Cleveland Indians over Minnesota. Those are the two I'm not as confident, but all five of them I do feel pretty good about. As for basketball, there's going to be four games tomorrow. There's going to be four basketball games tomorrow. And um, I like the Los Angeles Clippers, excuse me, minus 240. I like them a lot. And I like the Denver Nuggets, minus 115. I like both those teams to win. If you want to start reaching um, and take it and, and take another one, then Milwaukee minus 200 over Miami. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to probably play with that one and maybe even sprinkle something on Miami too. So just a review, if you're looking at NBA, you know, um, Milwaukee, I got them over Miami, and I've got Clippers over Dallas and Denver over Portland. And if you want to just hedge it or try something a little different, go with Miami. Um, so, you know, what I'll do with this parlay is I'll actually take Milwaukee, Clippers, and Denver. I'll take them, then I'll start with the baseball, and I'll grab Houston, Cleveland, Dodgers, San Diego, Oakland. I'll take all of that together. That'll be one, two, three, four, five. That'll be an eight-leg parlay. And f with that eight-leg, I'm going to add in maybe one or two UFC things, right? So I'll go and I'll add Font, or I'll go add Jan, or, you know, I'm feeling a little better about DeMont for some reason. Um, really can't wait to see DeMont in that <laughs> Venom short. That's always, uh, you know, a sight for sore eyes. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to look closer at a few spots, you know, that maybe I feel good about. Like, I like Silva over McGee. Uh, you know, um, I like, you know, Kulabao, negative 250, which is pretty much my limit. But so my point is I'll grab I'll grab those those MLB, fi MLB games. So I'll grab Houston, Cleveland, Dodgers, San Diego, and Oakland, all those MLB games. I'll grab them, put them on one ticket, and I'll put Milwaukee – I'll put Clippers and I'll put Denver on that same ticket and then I'll go grab maybe like two fights, Dumont and let's say Hermanson, right? I'll grab those two. I'll parlay that ticket. That's going to be like a big one, like whatever. That's 10 deep, right? But then go back to that same ticket, right? Go back to that same ticket. If I'm looking at that ticket, I'm looking at the, the, the basketball games, the Milwaukee game, minus 200. I'm not super confident with that one, right? So just get rid of that one first. Set the ticket again with nine, all right? Then go again one more time. Go take the next thing down. Take the next one off of that parlay ticket that you just don't feel good about. And do that until you get down to about, oh, I'd say maybe like around seven, six or seven legs. Okay. Um, but try that out. Try it out. I mean, I'll be doing it today. I'll be using it as a technique to create a few more tickets into the, tonight's event. So anyway, I hope this episode was helpful for you guys. If it was, you know, go ahead and you know hit the like button. Uh, subscribe um, if the, the the parent speech was up your alley um, you know share it share it with a friend share it with a dad out there my mom my mom raised me with tough love and I'll tell you what tough love is very 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 underrated guys I'm telling you I'm telling you makes your kids stronger makes your kids more well-rounded and you know just helps them be be more prepared for life so all right I'm gonna Get off your official right now. We're about an hour and 15 minutes deep here into this episode. I appreciate you guys joining me tonight. Um, this is, like I said, more of a discussion interlude. Talked a little about techniques. And, um, you know, hopefully this helps you a little bit as we get into the rest of this weekend. But uh, we'll see you guys again in, I guess, a matter of hours because we'll be back on for the uh, the recap of UFC, I guess, within yeah, about within 24 hours. So we'll be back on soon. And... Uh, 
wish you guys the best of luck with this card. Um, yeah, you know what? If you if you're if you're listening to what we're doing and our prediction shows whatever else, you're gonna be just fine. If you get to a fight, you don't feel comfortable, just watch it. You know, just watch it. Don't put your hard-earned money out there on something you don't feel comfortable with, or a big bet on something you're just not sure about. Not worth it. Not worth it at all. This is the fight game. Anything can happen, right? So, all right, guys. We're going to be on back on soon. Appreciate you guys stopping by. This is Manuel Galarza here hosting our show at, uh, oh, my gosh, look at that. Can't even get this out here at the end. Oh, excuse me. My dog's back here in the back, actually. I don't know if you can see this here. There he is, right? <laughs> He's been there listening the entire time. His name is Jax. Jax is a black Labrador retriever. He's a good dude. Right, Jax? You're a good dude, buddy. All right. Anyway, well, me and Jax are going to sign off right now. Thanks again for joining us. We'll be back on soon. And, yeah, rubbing rubbing those tickets together, all, those, all that good mojo, all that good flavor. And, you know, we're off, up and running, and we're going to have a bunch of winning tickets tonight. All right, guys. I'll see you guys soon. Have a wonderful day. And thanks again for tuning in.